Welcome back, guys, to Cat and Sarah Chronicles. This is episode 19, and I'm Sarah. And I'm Kat. And today we have a few fun things in store. But first, as you guys know, we're going to do a quick little catch up to see how to tell you guys how me and Kat have been doing. So Kat, how have you been doing? Catch us up. (laughs) Yes, yes. I feel like it's been a while since we last got on the mic. So feels good to be back on here. Um, (laughs) What has been happening? I'm actually trying to recap in my head. Like, what have I done? Yeah. I don't want to be boring and say the same thing, but it really just has been school and um, and work. Um, work has been picking up for whatever reason, like during the holiday season, we just have like more of a caseload. So I guess that's fun. But also at the same time, I'm feeling like the stress of the semester coming around, like we're right there in the middle um, and honestly, you guys, I'm just, I'm ready for my vacation. Like it cannot come any like faster. Like I'm waiting, like next month is going to be such a busy month for me that like my eyes are like on that right now. So even though things are like busy, I'm ready for next month, uh, which next month, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but we're celebrating Michael's birthday. Um, you know, we're going to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. the holidays so it's like it's busy yeah it's gonna be busy I'm, I'm I'm ready we're also gonna take some family photos I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. um I've never really done any like family photos with Bosley so this is gonna be our first one with the mm-hmm. dog so I'm getting ready for that so Aww. my eyes are um on what's to come more than really what's been going on tell them about <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights oh my god you're right. You're right. Okay. I did one cool thing since we last been on here. Um, I did. I went to Halloween Heart Nights and y'all, I was scared. I did not want to. Okay. So part of me did not want to go. Right. Because like, I don't want to be scared. Like I'm at the age where I'm like, I just don't want to, you know, experience anyone touching me or anything. Um, one of the perks about me going to Halloween Heart Nights this year was, um, I heard that they had like the, what is it? The Pexi glass. Pexy? Oh, Pexy? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they have the Pexy glasses, so, like, no one would actually touch me. They, oh. It would just pop out at you, and that's oh. exactly what happened. That so, makes it better. Yeah, so shout out to my friend, my friends that I went with um, from UCF. I did not let go of them. Like, I hmm. was hooked to them. Literally, my hands around her. She's shorter than me, so I'm, like, <laughs> leaning onto her in every single house we did. I want to say, actually, we ended up doing, I think, nine out of 10 of the houses, which is great on one night. And that is really good. Yeah. And I, man, I held on to her like, like she was my mom. Like she, like if she was my mom, I was oh so scared. God. I couldn't even deal with the scare zones. So um, I will say that it was worth it. I'm glad I went, even though I don't like to be scared. Um, you know, if you're with a big group, like you'll be all right. You'll yeah. be all right. So it was a good time. And the scare, the scare zones actually scared me more than the houses. So, um, but I had fun. I had fun doing all of that. And that's good. Cause yeah. I know you didn't, you weren't sure about it. So you I, ended up having more fun than you thought. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And I get FOMO. So I was like, oh, if you guys are going, I'm not staying behind. Oh, I am my. going. And I paid a hundred dollars <laughs> for my ticket. To be scared. To be scared. Yep. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> oh wow yeah okay. what about you so for me um to be honest not much I really haven't done much the last couple of weeks just work I spent a lot of time at my sister-in-law's house <laughs> recently I'm pretty sure she's taken me since Chato's been gone <laughs> Catherine and Michael have spent a lot of time with me as well <laughs> props to them keeping me company but um, Chacho is actually home for two weeks. So I am like super excited. Yeah. Because I don't know, guys, like not having your partner there every day is kind of like depressing. So mm-hmm. we've just been, we went to the farmer's market today in celebration and got some shower eucalyptus. We've been watching um, Mrs. Maisel because we were super behind. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> wow. That show. I'm so glad we picked it up and started watching it. That show, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on um, Amazon prime. And it's, it's so good. good. It's, so, so, it's so good. Yeah. I feel like not enough people know about it, but it is like an amazing show, especially for women. Cause you really see mm-hmm. how like th- what I think this show is from like the forties or fifties. The fifties. Really- yeah. Yeah, you really see how she, like, women were oppressed and, like, she's trying to, like, kind of make it on her own. So it's really cool. Yeah, um, I have to say, too, you guys were the ones who introduced me to that show. And I binge-watched the heck out of that show. It's so good. (laughs) I can't believe I finished it before you guys. I Well, so we just, um, we finished season two today and we just started the first episode of season three. Oh, so nice. We should do another TV show um, episode so we can talk about it. You know what? You bringing up Mrs. Maisel, that came to my mind because there's so many shows out right now. Like you, The Maid on Netflix, I love. I, oh, I want to watch that. That deserves its its own um, its own episode, like you said. I so watch it. Maybe yeah, we should well, do that next time. You guys watch it. it. Watch okay. it so we can talk about it because I don't want to you know hey y'all with any spoilers okay especially (laughs) you or the maid because I think they've been um they've been like number one at one point uh right now on Netflix definitely Uh, you and Squid Game yeah oh yeah but I I don't know I watched um the first episode of Squid Game and I don't know I think it's like too I don't know I I don't want to watch it right now maybe another time (laughs) what oh my god well at least watch it for the people because everyone's Chacho's talking watching about it. it. Chacho, Chacho was like, forget you. You don't want to watch it. I fell asleep last night and I woke up in the middle of the night to see him watching it. And I was like, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> okay. I said, I didn't want to finish the one episode and you just went on. Listen, if you start a show with your roommate, your girlfriend, your husband, whoever that person is, it's like the biggest to see if they like go ahead and watch something yeah. without you. Like how freaking dare you? Girl, I couldn't believe I opened my eyes up out of my sleep and saw he was watching. I was like, huh, okay, <laughs> all right, all right then, you know, oh, like, he, but Chacho gets mad, not mad, but he, I'm the type of person, like, uh, I'm just a tired person. I'm tired. And when I'm watching TV, I can only get so far before I fall asleep and Chacho gets mad because if you guys know Chacho, he loves movies. He loves TV shows and I'm a bad partner to watch those things with because I will fall asleep. Get your freaking life together. Come on. Get your life together. I'm trying, but it's hard. (laughs) No, actually, Michael's that that person for me. I when I was younger, like if you watch too much TV, it was almost like 
it was kind of sort of that thing where like oh how dare you like why are you watching so much tv like ill like all you do is watch tv so I used to like actually like keep that to myself how much I actually spent time watching television but Uh now I love that everyone has this you know, this binging concept and people like staying at home and watch TV. Like, I don't feel bad now for telling people, yeah, I finished that in a day or like yeah. finishing something in two days. Cause I'm like, Hey, you know, like we're all doing it. Like, no. And there's a lot of good shows out there. And for those people that are like, no, I don't watch TV. Like, okay. Right. You're not better than me because you don't sit on your couch and watch TV. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. For real. But no. yeah, that's pretty much what I have been up to. I do so. have to say this though. Okay. What? If anyone watches this, it is Sunday, October 24th, the last season. So this is going to be the very last season of Insecure. I don't know if you guys watch Insecure. Man, let us know because I would, oh, Sarah, you don't watch that show. No, but because it's, it's on so Showtime, good. right? It's on Showtime? Um, Showtime or Stars? I don't know. It's one of those. It's I've never had those. that before, but Chacho says we have it, but we never watch anything from there. What? Definitely check it out. Like wh- the, some of the shows that I watch on Stars, I know for a fact right now we're watching this um, new show called uh, BMF. Um, mm-hmm. I watch. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, that one is kind of like that. One, if you like action or like, you know, like drug dealer type of shows, then you'll mm-hmm. like it. I watch Power on there. So we've watched the Power series. Um, I mean, sorry, the powers, um, power book, that's what it is. Um, power book two or whatever. We've been watching that. We love it. And then, yeah, I think insecure is on there or maybe it's on stars. I don't know, but we have all that. Yeah. We're we're like big TV movie people. So we have all the, all that stuff. We don't have cable you guys. So all the apps, we just keep that. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Cause my mom, she comes to my house and she's like, so how do you watch TV? Like they don't understand the concept that we have like apps on the Apple TV and that's how we watch shows. They're like, oh, so like, you don't, my mom has texted me before, like, oh, on channel 12, this movie is on. And I'm like, okay, mom, like I don't have cable. I I don't have that TV, like that kind of TV, you know, but anyways. Yeah. No, I get you. My mom is the same way. We bought her this huge Roku TV. And I told her, I was like, the Netflix account is already set up. Click the Netflix button and watch television on there. And she don't get it. She don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But, it's a learning um, curve, especially oh. if you've always had like a regular cable, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a learning cur- curve for them. Um, but yeah, Insecure is out and I'm so excited. I believe that the episode drops at 9 p.m. So I'll be watching that soon. I'm, I'm so excited to watch this last season um nice. but speaking at nine tonight nine tonight yeah ah, yeah I okay. think am I lying I, I see some of the shows they drop at midnight but I think this one is at 9 p.m so yeah I'm gonna go with that mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so another nice. good show well I know what you'll be doing after the podcast yes <laughs> okay I'm sorry that we're going over the time um uh, <laughs> no, you guys long episode alert yeah um but another show that like I was actually getting Sarah on is um actually one of those Facebook watch shows I don't know if anyone's into that I know Cardi B has a show on there and then Jada Pickensmith and her family has Mm -hmm. uh the Red Table Talks 
So anyways, you guys, um, what I'm trying to get at is that the Estevans have, uh, the Estefans, Jesus, they have their own <laughs> red table talk. And um, I, w- I didn't even know. I didn't even know. So if you guys want mm-hmm. to kind of check out the red table talk, uh, mm-hmm. the Estefans talk about a lot of stuff that's in like the Latino community. And um, I was watching um, specifically one of their episodes. I think it was episode three that was focused on colorism. And that for me as a Latinx woman, right, is a big thing. So I was so excited to see Amara La Negra and um, and also Karamo Brown from Queer Eye on there. Like, I didn't even know that he was Latino. We were, uh, Sarah and I were actually just talking about that. We didn't know, um, but he's half Cuban. And the episode was so interesting. Um, I had been dealing with this in my whole entire life, like some things that they were talking about. And I just, I urge you to watch it um, because I related so much what Amara was saying and how she was talking about her experience. And um, I, I figured I'm like, let's talk about it. So um, I had Sarah watch the show too. Um, and I just want to kind of really quickly, and I feel like this is for me, like me getting vulnerable right now, kind of talking about it. But like, as a Latina woman who is Black, you don't really fit in with the idea of what it is to be Latin, right? Because of my race. And although you might think like, oh yeah, but you're Dominican. Yeah, but I'm a black woman. When someone looks at me, you don't know that. And quite frankly, people don't need to know that when they first look at me, like that, that's kind of my logic. But in the episode, I realized that, um, Amara was just really speaking truth. And in the conversation that she was having with them, they like, even though we're all Latino, they could not relate. Like they weren't like really picking up what she was putting down right away. She had to kind of almost explain it. And I, and I don't know, Sarah, if you like kind of noticed that a little bit. Um, and I'm, I, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. So I'm trying to like, trying to go off of my memory here. But she even made a comment when they were like, Gloria Stefan was asking a question like, okay, I know that African-Americans have the conversation with their children about being black and being safe in America. Like do Latino people have that conversation? And Amara said, I think in Spanish, she was like, do Latinos know that they're black? And I was like, oh, and that pretty much that right there, like they couldn't even understand that. They were like, well, yes, we have black Latinos, but they didn't understand. So let me break that down. Right. Because as a Dominican, it's very embarrassing sometimes, like how the culture is. And I get it because it's kind of like this idea that has been engraved in our head for so long. Um, As a Dominican American, it doesn't bother me that much, but my parents growing up in DR, you know, the darker you are, the less desirable you are kind of like in America, but also like you are treated a little bit differently you know, your, your hair texture is different. So I feel like you have to work twice as harder. Um, and my mother has even told me the most racism that I experienced in my life has been in my own country than being here. Um, it it is, it's very sad that she's like even experienced that, but like, even like the texture of your hair or just the pointing out that you're black or not wanting to identify with what you are and what you look like, or like this saying that they have, like, um, 
to lighten the race. There's actually a saying in Spanish that talks about lightening up the race. So if you're black, it's almost like you need to date someone lighter or, um, or, or if you're black, let's, let's stretch out your nose. So your nose can look, um, better and not have bigger features because that's unappealing and that's unattractive in Dominican Republic a lot of people don't relate themselves with being black because they're like but I'm Dominican I'm not like you when they come to America and they experience meeting an African-American that was born and raised here they don't identify with their blackness they relate themselves with the fact that they're Hispanic and it's almost like they should be treated better like some kind of equivalent to whiteness but it's not like that and I feel like that I've always been stuck where all my parents grew up in Dominican Republic and I know they experienced a level of racism or at least my mom more so because her skin right is darker me being a black person in America I feel like for black people you know being black like I can kind of relate to that life and then also being Latina I also relate to it there so I feel like that in a sense, I'm like at the bottom, I'm at the bottom of the scope of uh, what beauty looks like or any standard really being Latina and then also just being black in America, if that makes sense. Like I've always felt like an underdog and like, honestly, you have to watch the episode so you can look at it through and through, but mm -hmm. I related to um, Karamo's comment too, where his grandmother didn't want him playing in the sun. I mean, I my parents were never that excessive. Yeah, that was freaking crazy. He talks about his grandmother not wanting him to play in the sun, you guys. So he went out at dark, at night, sorry, like after mm -hmm. five or something like that. I was like, like okay, that's dark. freaking excessive. Mm -hmm. I don't think I experienced it that much, but I'm not going to lie that it, when the summers would come around growing up in New Jersey and when the sun was hitting me more, that my parents would be like, te ves cultia o tu piel se ves cultia. And basically saying that like, like I'm getting darker and like my skin doesn't look right or like uh, kind of like, uh, uh, what do they call that? Dis discolorated, um, the skin, um, because of the way the heat, the heat is hitting you in certain spots so you're looking darker. Um, so like I, like I would hear that. And like, I always knew that there were certain words or things were being said to me in the type of way and in like a tone, you know, that, again, that microaggression, right? Like that, you know, that it's bad. Like, even though they're not saying it's bad, it's kind of like, you don't want that, or you don't want to be related with that. Um, and I'm just like, that's so rude. And I think that, I think that it's not a conversation that's talked about too much, but it's definitely, you know, people are like a little bit more woke now. Um, I should, I feel like I'm not breathing because <laughs> I'm, because I'm talking, because I'm just talking and I, I'm sorry if I'm not like making sense and I'm going back and forth. I think it's just, my mind is racing. Um, but stay with me here, basically going back to what I was saying. Like, I think that, you know, we are still fighting the fight right now where Latinos aren't identifying themselves or, or, or Dominicans I'll say are not or relating themselves with their blackness. They're not associating the two things together like yes we're Dominican but we're also black and we can embrace that and make that a positive thing and not a negative thing and mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten the heat of that I've gotten the heat of that like within the family um because they want what's best for you right because like they think that's what what's best for you but then also I've gotten the heat of that of just like living in this country and realizing like hey I gotta be careful because I lit look a certain way um yeah. 
I don't know. Like, it's just. I did find it really interesting in the um, little clip that they, there was like a clip of a little girl and there was a, a black baby doll and a white baby doll. And she was, and they asked her like, oh, which one do you want to play with? And she chose the white one because she was like, oh, that's the the nice skin color and the nice mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's really heartbreaking. And I think part of the problem is that there's a lot, like a lot of, obviously, like I can't speak for for people of color or for Latino people because I'm white, but I do think that there's not a lot of representation. And that's why, you know, people always think like, oh, to be lighter skin or to be whiter is the prettiest, but that's not, that's not true. Like every race or every person that has like a different hair texture is beautiful. Like it doesn't matter in the color. And I think if there was more representation, like, you know, little kids and even people, you know, older people like would be more accepting. And I think that's something that hopefully down the line will, there will be more representation. So people could feel comfortable in their skin and how they look, you know? It's sad that somebody would be ashamed of how they look because of their skin color, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think you bring up a good point with that clip. I forgot about that clip. Um, I feel like two things happens, right? Um, We've been trained to believe that, you know, whiteness is a, is a, um, top-notch beauty standard, right? And then we also been trained to believe that also like black is associated with bad. I've seen that study before, not particularly with that um, Latina girl, but Mm -hmm. I've seen that study before where even like black little kids would choose the white doll because like she is good or and she is the standard for beauty. And that Mm -hmm. the black one is associated with like having behavioral issues. And that's really how people have been categorized. So that's another reason too, why I'm pretty sure, um, you know, Dominicans that come from the island and, you know, if they're not associated with their blackness, don't, don't want to be. And I mean, this goes back, like there was a president in, in, um, in Dominican Republic that he didn't even want to be associated with um, Haitians. He did not be want to be associated with bachata when bachata came out, I think like in the fifties or the sixties around there because he said that that was like black people music, poor people music. So it wasn't just like being black, but it was also your socioeconomic status as well, because it did kind of come from people hanging together and like making their own music and sharing, like, you know, the pain was in the music, the joy was in the music. He did not want to be associated with that. He wanted to be associated with uh, more of the whiteness because it was like, more poise and you know having you know having a beauty standard like even with my hair now and identifying myself as a afro latinx woman is even a big thing because to this day my my dad will actually see my hair and he'll be like go brush your hair like my dad my my dad 100 has said that he prefers me with straight hair because he thinks that curly hair or afro hair looks messy So it's, yes, like, and I've even had, I'm about to put some people on the spot here, but like, I've had somebody within the family that has told me like, you know, you shouldn't wear your hair like that because, and and she come, and and, let me tell you something, this is another thing. What do they say? Comparison is the, um, there's a saying that's like Like comparison comparison is the, it steals joy or something like that. Yeah. Is the thief of of joy. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. 
boy, have I received so much comparison all of my life. That's another thing that I truly hate. Like she literally compared my hair to someone else's hair that had softer curls, bigger curls, and was like, your hair's not going to look like that. So like, why are you wearing your hair out? And it's like, what? Huh? Girl, get rude. Get out of my yes. And then I just I hate it too because like I grew up like in a way where it's like, you know, you have to be good or you have to be compliant. And I know that that comes with um, you know, to show that I'm not problematic just because I'm black, or Mm -hmm. I'm not rude just because I'm black, um, or like whatever some people associate blackness with you know what I mean like that I've had to be compliant or like you know I didn't even tell that person off as I should have like I literally just like laughed it off which I hate that I do but those are things that I'm still working through in my life where it's like I can speak up for myself and I don't have to feel like you know I am you know just because this person has an idea right of how I should be behaved doesn't mean that I have to stay shut or you know because I'm you know, cause I'm too scared to fall into a category of a mad black woman or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's annoying, but like the hair is a big thing. Like I, I appreciate, um, the movements now and the things people are doing. And I follow someone called, um, Miss Rizos, which she has a hair salon in Dominican Republic and in Manhattan, where she takes care of natural curly hairs, no matter the, the hair type. Um, and she's really like embracing that. In Dominican Republic, if your hair is curly and stuff, you sh- you cannot get a job at the bank. Your hair has to be straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's just how they define beauty. Um, so it's, it's things like that that, um, you know, you go through. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, obviously, like I said, like I am white, so I've never experienced that those type of feelings but I think as someone you know if you're listening to the show and obviously maybe you're white or you're not um you know Dominican or whatever and like you still should be aware of these types of things and be aware of how it affects other people and see how you know you can make a difference I don't know but just be be aware don't be ignorant to things like this that go on you know so yeah Yeah, I agree. I did want to, so I touched a little bit about my experience. I wanted to give that background just so I can like get people like, you know, to, to kind of give more understanding that like, I, I relate with that and why I relate with that. Um, I, I obviously like my mom is like black or black Dominican and stuff like that. So there are Mm -hmm. some things that, you know, she battled with the today. She's like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of how far we've come as a country, but I did want to also talk about something that was um, talked about on the red table talk. Amara was getting a bit invalidated um, on that show. I don't know if you picked up on that, Sarah, and I'm going to explain what happened. Um, One of the hosts, um, Lily, um, she made a comment to Amara because Amara, when she was younger, she was on a really big show um, on, uh, I don't know if it was television, which one, Univision. Yes, it was called um, Don Francisco, Sabado Gigante, Don Francisco show. And she was a dancer on there. And she was like, she was one of the very few black dancers. I think what her age group, when she was on it on that time, she might've been the only black one. Um, so that was a great opportunity. Like that was an awesome opportunity for her. But I noticed that Lily was um, 
invalidating her because she was like, Amada, you weren't the only black one on the show though. We had more black girls. That was number one. She also made a comment and said to, um, to Amada like, oh, Amada, that was such a great opportunity though. That was such a great opportunity for you. Like a lot of black little girls don't get that opportunity. That was number two. And that, I was- That's the point. Yeah. That's the point that she, the whole yeah. the conversation- yeah, and not only that, not only is that a point in the conversation that she was the only one representing Black Latino women, but also Amara was sharing his her experiences where like comments were being made about her being the Black one, and it made her feel like it was bel- belittling her, like kind of like what you were saying. She was feeling belittled, you know, how being pointed out that she was the only black one or how they didn't know where to put her or if they put her in the front or in the back and she was sharing like in her experience although she was grateful for the opportunity she did say that but she was saying like I was also like literally I was treated like the black sheep for being the only black one like she had experienced criticism for being the black one there and there were things that she had to bite her tongue she bit her tongue she said that her and her mom had bit her tongue and literally it was like oh but Amara like that was such a great opportunity for you I'm like are you freaking kidding me like are you listening to what she was saying I was so pissed that she was even saying that and I don't know if she was doing that to like be dramatic or whatever but like she was bringing up a point like even if the fact that I was only the black one of course right because she was the there were a few maybe other black girls that were in the show at that time but Black girls don't get that many opportunities to represent Latinas. Mm-hmm. She was trying to be on a novella and they told her, we want to go with someone that looks more Latina. What the hell? Yeah. And we are Latina. Latinas come in all different colors. Mm-hmm. They come in all different colors, but she could not be on TV or she could not get roles because of how she looks because she looks black. So you go act with the black people. In other words, you try to get a gig over there, which it's already harder with that. That's a whole other conversation. But she was mentioning like how hard it was being on a show and being the only black one. And I was like, yo, I relate to that. For anyone that does not know me from back in the day at my church, I went to, I went to a Latin church growing up um, when I was about a teen. I want to say I was already by like 15 or 16 when I arrived to this church. And um, I knew that I had a calling to be up there and I really wanted to dance. My sister used to dance at church. And um, anytime they needed a little girl, they would bring me, but I was too shy to do it. So I was trying to like build up the courage at this time. Like, man, I really want to dance. Like, I just felt that the Holy Spirit was telling me like, you know, like this is, this is what you need to do. Like, this is your calling. So I really wanted to do it. But for the life of me, I could not talk to any one of the dancers. I was too nervous. And I also felt like I did not fit the role. Like, I was like, I would literally be the only black one there. Like, how embarrassing. I literally was talking myself out of it for like months because I was like, I don't look like them. Like, I like I'm not going to look as pretty as them. Like, I literally was holding myself back from an opportunity. And I remember that I had a conversation with my sister, which um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to that when I was saying like, uh, the comparison is a deep of joy. My sister is a lighter skin and she has beautiful hazel eyes. Okay. Um, hair texture is different and everything. And I told my sister, I was like, oh, you know, like I opened up and I was like, I want to dance, but I'm really scared because, you know, I don't really look like them. Like none of them look like me. And she was like, oh, so you're not going to do it because your skin's a little bit darker. And I was like, when she said it, I loved it. In that moment, she like downplayed it to me to make me feel like that is so small. 
Like, mm-hmm. if you have something that you want to do, do it. Yeah. And, like, at that time, I really appreciated it. And I don't think she realized that. That actually helped me because I was like, yeah. Like, why would it be a problem if I'm up there? Mm-hmm. And I did. I danced there for, like, four or five years. I ended up doing it. And I was so I was going to be so nervous to do it because of, like, the freaking color of my skin. Because I've always been compared to my sister, what she looks like and what I look like. Mm-hmm. I literally have always been compared to what my sister looks like so I've always felt like oh my gosh like I'm like the other one or I'm like her younger sister that's not as cute or like literally people would always be like why is she white and your sister's black that's weird like people are rude some people are ignorant some people don't get it um mm-hmm. first of all we have different dads so we do look very different <laughs> um but like why does that matter like why did it matter so I like know how that like has affected my life to be pointed out to, you know, be the other one or like, you know, standing out, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because like, I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to fit in. Yeah. Uh So I felt like those were opportunities where like, I wasn't sure if I fit in. I mean, granted when I joined the group, like I didn't feel different with the girls, but like, I knew that I looked different and I felt like I was being judged because I did. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, girl. And for anyone that doesn't know, Catherine's a great dancer. I've seen her dance with um, my sister-in-law, Leo. She did a great job. So I'm glad that you joined, um, you know, the, the dance group, you know, and it's really sad that because of the color of your skin that you felt singled out. But I mean, that could almost be like a testimony to, to other people to show like, hey, this is how I felt and look at what I was able to do, you know, um, that's something really great. And I'm truly sorry, like that any you or anyone would ever have to experience that because you are a beautiful girl. So I like I look at Catherine sometimes and I'm like, wow, like she is so beautiful. Like I really do have a beautiful best friend and it breaks my heart that because of her skin color that she would feel anything less than, you know? So. Thank you. Uh, I feel silly for getting emotional in here, but it just came out. (laughs) It's okay. You're making me emotional. (laughs) No, it's okay. I mean, those are just things that like, I would genuinely have in my mind, you know? And I'm just like, man, like even questions like, man, like I feel I'm so much stronger now, you know? Like, I feel like I know how to like, Mm -hmm. I'm better like even when people like make like a black joke like people think it's so funny to this day I'm like black jokes are not funny anymore you guys like leave it alone like if someone's like if you're close to me and we like say something but like I'm not cool with you and I like I'm not we not people's like don't like and I, I I just don't like it because I just feel like it's each time you make jokes like that, you're like belittling someone. I, I, I honestly, I don't like it. I don't like to hang around people. Well, it's hurtful. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you think you're better than me when you say a joke like that. And well, also, when people make jokes like that, it's very ignorant. They don't take into consideration how it will make somebody feel. They, you know, like they really are not considering the the effects. That's why I always say there's when people make jokes, sometimes there really is truth behind it. So you have to be careful how you joke around because jokes affect people. And that is, like you said, it's not funny. It's yeah. Not funny times. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, it, it, it's not funny. Um, 
And I just want to say again, like just kind of reiterate, I am stronger now. I've gone through a lot um, when it comes to that. Like that's always been in the back of my mind. But like, I mean, I now now that I'm older, I'm like, if you try to make a joke or try to say anything funny, like I'm I'm not laughing at that. You know, I'm like, what's funny? Like I legit read a post that said something like um, if a man said like in this case, it was about like a man thinking he was better than a woman or something. And it's like, you know, have that person explain the joke. Why is this so funny? Yeah. But like revert it back to them. Like explain it to me, like mm-hmm. tell me. So, um, I mean, it, it's just a lot that's out there. I truly would hope that, um, I'm making a difference and voicing my thoughts and my opinions and being a part of that movement where we're all treated, you know, better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not hindered of any jobs or anything like that, whatever your story is. Um, and watch the Red Table Talk. We are not sponsored by them at all. But <laughs> if you're interested in topics like that, about like colorism and race and all of that, check it out. So yes. on Facebook, on Facebook. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, Catherine. I think um, that'll definitely be like an eye opener for a lot of people, hopefully. So Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get emotional on you guys. Let's uh, actually uh, split the switch really quick. <laughs> we do have our segment, our new favorite segment. Um, hashtag I felt that. So um, I did find a post a li- uh, about one uh, about something. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. That I felt like was relatable. I was like, wow, I feel attacked. Oh, man. Yeah. It says you have to learn the difference between someone disrespecting you versus you feeling disrespected. Emotional ears hear from a place of offense. Sometimes it's not what they said, it's what you are triggered by. And unless you know your triggers, you'll see everything as an attack. Ouch. Yeah, this one this one hurts me because I'm always someone that's like, oh, I didn't like the way they said that. Oh, I I definitely heard the tone and how they said that. I don't like the way they looked at me. Why they look at me like that? And I'm I'm someone and God knows because I asked God, like, please help me not to be so offended. But I am easily offended and I don't know why. But um, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, I for me, a big portion of it is like, I do think respect is a big thing, you know, and like a lot of times when I feel the respect isn't there, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. really? You yeah. know? No, that's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did hear a preaching one time and I cannot remember exactly what he said, but I felt so convicted because basically he was saying like how offense, when we get offended, that's not the other person's problem. That's our problem because yes. we chose to be offended you know? And I was like, wow, like I'm choosing to react to the way that person said something, you know, like it's so hard sometimes not to be offended. Oh my gosh. I, I, I feel that. I feel that, that, that is a word in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that does relate a lot to this post. Like I've heard something too, like if someone is talking about you, that's none of your business. Like if someone's talking about you, sorry that's none of your business. And I was like, whoa, I was like, that says a lot because 
if someone is talking about me, unless they're telling it to me to my face where we can address it and talk about it, then you're just talking about me. And what the heck is that going to do? What is that going to do better in my life? What is that going to do worse in my life? Just because you're talking about me. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. I always tell, um, this has actually gotten brought up at work sometimes. And they're like, oh, well, so-and-so might think this or whatever. So-and-so might, whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. Like that's their problem. That is not my problem. If you think something about me, you're the one that chose to listen to what somebody else said about me. That's on you. Right. Right. Not to come to me and ask me anything. That's your problem. You know, like I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, so (laughs) you're right about that. Cause it's like, okay. And you think that about me? Okay. Yeah. And if they come from you, yes. If you believe it, yes, it's true. Sure. <laughs> I, I, whatever it is, whatever it is you heard, <laughs> whatever is true, heard, whatever. Mm-hmm. but that is true because I feel like maybe even when it says like, it's what you are triggered by. And unless you know your triggers, you'll see everything as an attack. Honestly, that should show you something. And that's where your listening skills will you know, actually come in and kind of save you. Because if you realize, man, she said that and I didn't like it. I'm like, did she mean it in a bad way? Yeah. No. Okay. So if she didn't mean it in a bad way, why are you offended by it? Address Mm -hmm. it, fix yourself. I think this is like basically saying like, you know, look deeper, look deeper and try to address what the heck is going on because in yourself, right? Exactly. Like you said, within yourself, because it's not so much what the person said. And I think that friendships are like this. Like you could tell me something and if I didn't like it, I might be mad in the beginning, but then I realized it's not what you, what Sarah is saying to me necessarily. It's just that, man, that dug deep. I needed to hear that. So sometimes mm-hmm. we need to hear it so we can fix ourselves within and not be so mad at the person. And I can guarantee you, that's why a lot of friendships are even like torn apart because people did not like that their friend said that or did not like that so-and-so said that. And it's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, communication is hard though. I remember like um, someone made a comment one time and it still makes me mad, but basically um, (laughs) he was like, after I had already told him multiple times, like, stop asking me when I'm going to have kids. Like, I don't want you don't want kids right now like stop asking me Mm-mm. then he's like oh um you and Chacho's next thing is gonna be to have a kid and this year I wish that upon you blah blah and I was like dude oh oh and he made a comment it, w- it wasn't only that and he went on to make a comment like oh um something like oh you you let Chacho out of the house and I was thinking to myself like what, what like for anybody first of all that knows me and Chacho, right? We do our own thing. Like, yes, we are a couple and we do a lot of things together, but I don't control what he does. Right. You know, but I was still so offended and still am offended <laughs> at the comments that he said to the point where I don't even like that person. Like, being around <laughs> his presence annoys me. You know? Oh God. <laughs> because I'm still mad. Like, I'm still mad because you know like I feel like one he didn't respect that I'm tired of telling you like I don't want kids right now yeah don't don't, like wish it upon me if I don't want that and then two to be like oh wow like do you let Chachu out whatever like dude shut up you know what you're talking about 
Okay, with that one, I don't feel like that relates to this post because I will be mad at this person too. Because if I've told you numerous times to stop talking to me about this, no, it's but you probably it's every, not <laughs> no, but listen, when I tell Chacho, um when I tell Chacho this, he's like, No, he didn't mean it like that, blah blah. So then I'm like, Okay, so maybe I'm just crazy. No, just crazy. No, no. I can yeah. guarantee you, I don't even know who this person is, but I, I can already smell that this is someone that is like Latinos. This must have been somebody from DR talking like this because they yep. swear we need to pop out them kids so quick. It sure was. It sure <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, and you know the person too, so. Oh, oh, oh tell me later. Tell me I later. Will. I will. <laughs> so, but yeah, so girl. But no, I feel like that you guys should all take this in. Hmm. I'm sure we all have a story about this, but it's fine because we're all working together to do better. Mm-hmm. So being able to learn the difference is super important. As an adult, also, when you're communicating with somebody, you got to be able to think, baby, before you speak, okay? Right. That's think where about how your words will affect the other person. What'd you say? Say it again. I said, think about how your, your words will affect the other person, you know, even though the other person should be mindful of, you know, how they've responded things, but still your words hurt. So be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. All right. Well, I think that concludes you guys, this episode, episode 19. It was nice to have you guys on. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for our next episode where I guess we're going to talk about more TV shows. So I'm excited for that. Yes, me too. (laughs) I can't wait. Yes. Thank you guys for listening to our episode and be sure to stay tuned and uh, check out our 20th episode the next time. But uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You ended. You just ended up. We don't know how to end the episode. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cat and Sarah Chronicles. Bye. Bye.